Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Tuesday, February 13th. Happy birthday, Big Chuck. And happy birthday, a big happy birthday to our very own Mr. Lamar Campbell. Boy, this is a good day for birthdays. Lamar's day and Chuck's day. Um, Our Community Connection call-in number is 317-972-3008. Again, 317-972-3008. If you are calling the show, if you are calling Community Connection, the number now is 317-972-3008. As we shared yesterday, NBA All-Star Week 2024 right here in the city of Indianapolis is a Upon us, we kicked off the week yesterday with two young men, vibrant, vivacious, energetic, and absolutely resourced. <laughs> two very, very bright young men uh, who are bringing a lot of the fun and excitement your way. Uh, they're going to be doing that just about each and every day. Our very own B. Swift uh, and Samson Levingston, host and founder of the Walk and Talk History Tours. They were here with us yesterday, and we had a ball. Uh, and, you know, we're going to keep that uh, that excitement and enthusiasm going uh, the rest of the week, uh, heading into All-Star Weekend. Um, we're going to get back to more on NBA All-Star Week, as well as today's food and meal distribution at the Indianapolis Urban League, uh, when our Radio 1 Indie Promotions Director, David Gray, uh, steps in with us. David is on his way. Uh, but first, uh, one of the bigger developments of the day yesterday uh, was that Mayor Joe Hogsett, Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett, uh, both announcing and swearing in his new uh, chief of police, chief of the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department at the same time. Uh, that new chief being former interim slash acting chief Christopher Bailey. Uh, chief Bailey probably came as a bit of a surprise to some. Uh, given the fact that he was adamant on this very show. You you heard him right here on Community Connection. He was absolutely adamant uh, that uh, he would simply act as a placeholder uh, until the new chief was named. That was a few weeks ago. Um, Yesterday, uh, now Chief Bailey um, explained in his press conference that his 15-year-old daughter changed his mind. He said he didn't want to take the job uh, so that he could be more present uh, for his children, for her and the rest of his children. Uh, Bailey continued uh, sharing that uh, his daughter told him uh, that was wrong, that he can't be present for her unless he's present for the community as a police officer, which, as he said, uh, that changed his mind. So he said he asked the mayor, to put his name back into consideration. The mayor did, uh, and there we are. Uh, Bailey named Deputy Chiefs Mike Woolley and Catherine Cummins his new Assistant 
chiefs of police. So uh, former assistant chief of police, former interim chief of police is now the chief of police, Christopher Bailey uh, of IMPD, uh, announced uh, yesterday. Uh, the mayor, uh, I, you know, to me it was a little odd, and maybe I just don't know protocol or what have you, but uh, it seemed a little uh, odd that the mayor uh, not only announced Bailey as his choice, but swore him in right after that announcement, I mean immediately, seconds after announcing that Bailey was the choice, uh, he gave him the oath of office right there. So um, there probably were a lot of reasons for that. Um if if I'm not mistaken, usually there's a little lag time, you know, like, hey, um, uh, media, uh, we're, we're going to, this is who my choice is. I've chosen Chief Bailey. We're going to swear him in in a couple of, some, usually it's a little bit more uh, protracted, drawn out a little bit more, but that was bam, 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 uh, all in one uh, shot yesterday. So again, I'm, uh, you know, it, it could have been, um, uh, it could have been, um, I, I don't know. It could have been, you know, busy NBA All-Star, you know, get on with the, the things that are, are taking place. It, it just could have been a lot of things. To, I'm just saying it struck me um, as a little different and so may not mean anything. May Like I said, it may have been just, you know, backed up against NBA All-Star Week and everything. They needed to have him in place um, as quickly as possible. Um, so, um, again, uh, the new chief uh, now has two assistant chiefs. Uh, former Deputy Chief Mike Wally and former Deputy Chief Catherine Cummins. Um, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. is our number. If you have any thoughts uh, of the naming and swearing in of the new chief, uh, please feel free to share. did you like the choice? Did you not like the choice? Uh, you know, is it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Um, the other thing that I said briefly yesterday was that um, uh, I was a little, I guess maybe not surprised, but you know, when you hear names and people that are in contention, you just wonder how many of those names float to the top and are actually uh, appointed. Um, and, you know, one was Deputy Chief uh, uh, Kendall Adams, you know, who you hear on here a lot. Uh, I thought his name was in contention, an African-American male. Um, another was a commander uh, in community, uh, police community relations, uh, Ida Williams, uh, African-American female. Uh, so uh, neither of those were in any of the three that were named yesterday. Uh, so, you know, that, that's okay. I guess they made, uh, they made the list. At least their name was being talked about. Um, as, uh, as you know, Chief Bailey, um, there, there is diversity, I guess, if you, you, you know, there's, there's diversity if you look at it, um, on the surface because Chief Bailey is a white male, um, uh, dep, I mean, assistant, I'm sorry, assistant Chief Wally, Mike Wally, uh, is an African-American male and, um, the other assistant chief, Catherine Cummins, is a white female. So you've got male, female, African, you, you know, all of the, all the boxes are checked, um, all the initial boxes are checked, so you can't really uh, say that they were not checked. So, um, but again, I'm not sure how much that really played into it because uh, Wally and Cummins were already moving pretty quickly up the ranks. So, and you know, as as all, I, I don't know anything about police politics. So, will that make a difference? Will the fact that Christopher Bailey is now the chief of police? Uh, and not the assistant chief of police. Is that going to make a difference? 
I don't know. Um, I do know that the mayor gave him a, a list of things that he wanted to accomplish before uh, the new chief was named. And, you know, primarily, I guess, the umbrella uh, approach would have been the, uh, the modernization of the department. Um, I mean, uh, Chief Bailey talked about that yesterday. He was going to appoint one assistant chief instead of two. I'm, I'm sorry, going to appoint two instead of one. Two instead of one. I got that backwards. He was going to appoint two instead of one. Um, you know, a, a little bit more accountability, some more data, just just a lot more things that the mayor uh, wanted him to do. I don't know now that he is chief if he's got a little bit more of a uh, uh, leeway in terms of the timeline to get these things done, but um, I, I'm sure they're still on his list. So uh, if you want to weigh in on the uh, the appointment of a new police chief, Christopher Bailey, Feel free, 317-972-3008, Shortly before the press conference uh, that announced, you know, the press conference that announced Bailey as chief and and shortly before the mayor swore him in, there was another press conference. uh, And at that particular press conference, uh, Bailey was acting as interim chief. Um, and that was yesterday morning. We talked about that a little, but the mayor joined a host of uh, public safety uh, officials as well as the NBA All-Star 2024 host committee. I mean, Prosecutor Ryan Mears was there, uh, a number of folks from IMP. There, there were just a whole lot of, a uh, whole lot of folks there at that um, uh, that that NBA All-Star Week kickoff uh, public safety uh, press conference, and so. Basically, what took place uh, was that all of the folks involved in putting together uh, NBA All-Star 2024 here in the city of Indianapolis and keeping um, the, the, uh, the event going, keeping it safe, everybody was there. Uh, and they unveiled and rolled out, uh, outlined rather, the city's plan uh, to keep everyone safe during this particular week. Um, uh, the mayor uh, was uh, was had comments basically uh, saying that he wanted to let everyone know, uh, according to the mayor, the world is watching Indianapolis. And again, these are quotes from the mayor. The world is watching Indianapolis. Um, this is what Indy does and that Indianapolis wrote the book on hosting uh, events like this. So uh, the mayor was saying that this is uh, this is something that is done. Uh, on the regular, and so uh, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep a, a let, let's have a good event. Uh, he also congratulated everyone who worked hard to um, make the week a reality, um, especially after the unexpected delay in 2021 due to the COVID-19 um, emergency. Um, traffic patterns, uh, fan communications, other issues uh, were also addressed uh, during that press conference yesterday. Uh, the other thing was uh, the mayor and everybody at that press conference, it was huge, uh, were asking people for exercise, for, for patience and to respect others. And so uh, especially if you're, you know, the heart of where a lot of the activity, the hu- hub of the activity is going to be, you know, in the downtown area. But as we said yesterday, folks are going to be branching out. Uh, and so the mayor and the host committee and others, the police chief, fire department was there. Are they're all asking folks to 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 do your best? You know, be respectful and um, uh, you know just exercise some patience. 
uh, like you always do when a, an event like this comes to town. Um, I don't know, though. This one's pretty big, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um, and, of course, as always, if you see something, uh, you're encouraged to say something. Uh, they unveiled a public safety update text to, you know, text to find out number, I guess you call it. And you can you can find out what's going on as far as public safety uh, by texting the word NBA All-Star 2024, NBA All-Star 2024 to the number uh, 67283, to the number 67283, NBA All-Star 2024. Our number, 317-972-3008, AJ, yesterday, uh, we had you hump. You were were really busy yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) There was no no doubt about that because, you know, we had two firebrands, firecrackers in here, uh, uh, Samson and uh, and Swift. Uh, Man, they were were going. And... uh, we didn't get a chance to talk. So, any any thoughts that you had on the uh, uh, the surprise? I guess for some, the surprise announcement that uh, that Bailey was going to be the chief. Yeah, it uh it caught me by surprise for uh-huh. sure, because like you like you uh, alluded to, he did say on the show a couple weeks ago like he he wasn't really vying for the position, mm-hmm. and it's I guess people do change their mind, and I guess you know sometimes mm-hmm. you don't see the forest for the trees. You know, so, you know, I kind of give the benefit of the doubt, but it does raise an eyebrow Mm -hmm. as to why, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I wonder who would have been the candidate to be selected had he stuck with his word. Yeah, yeah, you got to wonder. Well, uh, given the fact that the two that he named as his assistant chiefs, I would assume that their names would have been in the hopper as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And we know that. Um, there were a lot of folks in the community that were encouraging the consideration of Kendale and uh, uh, Commander Williams, Ida Williams. So it's hard to tell who it would have been. It may have been an outsider. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that Bailey was the chief's first choice. Bailey, uh, we do know that. Um, I guess through the great, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a fairly certain assumption that that uh, Bailey was the, he was the assistant chief. So naturally when you're number two in line you're probably considered the first choice so i I think that's a fair assumption uh to make um and as far as you know the family changing his mind you know certainly a recalculation was made Mm -hmm. um you know i i I just don't know what that calculus was Uh, exactly that's exactly it not sure how we got to the end point i i get the story about your daughter it's mm -hmm, it's a very mm -hmm. feel-good story but mm -hmm. at the same time you know it seems a little perfect Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if it's that simple. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of things that go into that, a whole lot of things. And he was just very clear. I, the, if he hadn't been so adamant and so clear here on this show, uh, I, maybe I just wouldn't raise it. And maybe I'm just being, sus- I, I, I don't know. Just, Possibly. Just we have been, you know, we're scorned by history. Them. So we, you know, <laughs> everything makes you a little bit suspicious. Yeah, but. indeed, indeed. So, but uh, I, I will say congratulations to Chief Bailey. Uh, and, uh, you know, I wish him well. We all wish him well because we all want the city of Indianapolis to succeed. We all want the city of Indianapolis to be safe. Indeed. Uh, and uh, we all want all the criminals off the street. So, you know, hey, Chief Bailey, do your thing. You know, this he, is your turn. And he's, he seems like a, a fairly knowledgeable guy. He seems like he's, you know, he's about it. It seems like he's about it. So I would mm-hmm. like to, I want to see it in action. I know we did bring up, a, he had something. What did he have? some type of charge against him or something like that from the past? Uh, 
there, yeah, people, there was a whole bunch of posts on social media this morning. Uh, but um, it was from a number of years ago, and I and my understanding was it was that uh, the reason that he left there was a, he left the city to go to North Carolina, I do believe, and uh, that came up, uh, and it had to do something with domestic violence, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I I don't have the I, I, I my understanding is that it was expunged, but somehow in in Carolina they found out about the arrest. He did everything he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I think went through everything that the uh, the department uh, required. I, I I need to get the, some clarity on that, but I do remember reading. Uh, that uh, that was the reason he left uh, the job in North Carolina and came back. Uh, but apparently that wasn't a, a consideration uh, at all. So I don't I don't know, and I can't. Um, there uh, again, there's a lot of stuff on social media, but for whatever the reason, um, that uh, the the news there is that that has been. Um, you know, uh, it's been satisfied. It's been absolved. You know, everything, has, whatever it was, um, that you know, that is not a, a consideration. Obviously, was not a consideration for uh, the chief's job here. Uh, the job in North Carolina, I think, uh, perhaps something got out of control. I, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't really want to say too much about it because I need to read a little bit more. But mm-hmm. uh, he has, uh, you know, he has since. Uh, for what it, he has since redeemed himself, and um, that uh, I guess is, uh, you know, that's that's important. But yeah, social media this morning was pretty, uh, and and you know how social goes. Yeah, it gets very visceral. Yep, it does. But uh, we're we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna do what the mayor did. You know, we're mm-hmm. gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and we're gonna say, hey, let's uh, let's see what you can do, and. How are you going to work for the city uh, and and all the rest? They can work that out later, Indeed. I guess. Yeah, so they have to work that out. But um, anyway, um, the uh, again the public safety uh, and the commitment uh, to public safety. Uh, chief Bailey was very clear uh, yesterday in that press conference before he became chief uh, that the city was ready, uh, had a good plan in place, and was going to execute. Uh, that plan. So um, there we go. Um, there's our, uh, a number of things that are going to be, going, as I was saying, coinciding with the NBA All-Star uh, festivities, including um, African-American history themed events. And this is, uh, as we do not want to forget, yesterday was just black history, you know, just living black history because <laughs> we had uh, we had the Christmas Addicts crew here um, we had, uh, you know, Samson here who does black history with his walk and talks. And then, you know, we had Swift here, uh, who is a basketball encyclopedia and has a front row seat in the NBA, uh, three fourths of the year. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> so we had our black history month, uh, time and our black history month lesson, uh, yesterday. Uh, we do have, um, a reminder again. We wanted to, to wish a very special happy birthday to our good friend Lamar Campbell. His church uh, is hosting, uh, continues to host uh, the Black History uh, from K to Gray uh, lecture series out there at Mount Carmel on the Far East Side um, tonight. It's every Tuesday through the end of March. I mean, it's not just Black History. They had a couple of sessions um, in uh, uh, January. 
Uh, they're having uh, every Tuesday this month and then another four Tuesdays next month. Uh, and uh, as Lamar was telling us, it's just a really exciting time. It's all free. So much of the, the Black History and NBA All-Star uh, Week, uh, NBA All-Star Game, all of the NBA, so much uh, is free to the community if the community wants to take advantage of it. So um want to, again, uh, shout out to Lamar. Happy birthday and let um, uh, everyone know that He's going to be out there at the church uh, tonight. Everything starts at uh, 6.30 p.m. Tonight is the 13th. Today is the 13th. That's right. And so it's going to be out at, uh, out at Mount Carmel. So um, they're, they're, they're doing a progression, a history, a progression of black history. So I don't know where tonight's lesson is going to fall. Uh, but I do know it's going to be a good one because they're all good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know. I do understand that that they're uh, they're all very good ones. So uh, again, that's taking place uh, tonight. Um, also, a reminder for those who are interested, um, and this is a this is a tremendous um, a courtesy, I guess, for uh, those who want to don't you know they don't want to worry about driving or or Ubering or whatever. Indigo. Uh, is going to provide fair, free rides for the upcoming NBA All-Star 2024. Um, in an effort to enhance the fan experience, Indigo is thrilled to share it will offer fair, free rides. So what's it. the difference between a free ride and a fair, free ride, uh, AJ? Uh, I don't know. I guess fair, free sounds better. Okay. I don't know. Free. It's free. just free. They're, yep. they're offering free rides. Okay. An uh, extended service for NBA All-Star 2024. Fans can ride Indigo. Fair free uh, starting February 15th, the day after tomorrow through the 18th, through Sunday 18th, um, through the, you know, surrounding the the 73rd NBA All-Star Game, which will be held the 18th at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Um, This uh, release says during NBA All-Star 2024, Indigo is going to offer extended service the 16th through the 18th on high frequency routes, departing from the Julia Carson Transit Center. With the last departure at 12.30 a.m., the extended service will be offered uh, to ensure that riders have easy transportation from downtown to the scheduled events and to the end of the event. Uh, for those attending all-star events at Lucas Oil, riders can take Route 8. Okay, well, I, I don't know. I, there's a whole bunch of the, a whole bunch of these routes that are explained. But <laughs> if you ride the bus uh, you know, and you don't know uh, the the routes, uh, you can look it up at uh, indigo. I think indigo.net, isn't it? Yep, indigo.net. Yep, indigo. They indigo. also have an app, the MyStop app. You can download that and mm-hmm. see every route that's in the city and pick and choose which ones that you need. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I would strongly suspect that there's, you know, between the scooters and the Ubers and the Lyfts and, and everything else and all the other... If you don't want to, if you don't want to drive, you don't have to. You really <laughs> and, don't have to. And Indigo providing, I mean, how much better does it get than a free bus ride? It's massive. That's that's <laughs> massive. Indigo deserves a, a huge round of applause for that. That's just something to help bring the city together and make it bigger than what it would have been. And it's all it was already going to be huge, but now you're going to help help out a little bit more. It's going to be times where. Imagine it's a, a, a group of high school kids or, a, you know, 16-year-old with his little brother that wants to go downtown and see some of the stars. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they'll be able to do that because yeah. they don't have to wait on their parents for a ride. That's that's incredible. We that love is. to see it. It says another stop that allows for easy access to downtown is the State House Station 
um, along the red line located near Capitol and Washington mm-hmm. streets. Um, it says riding on Indigo requires only two simple steps during NBA All-Star 2024. Plan your trip, ride the bus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much simpler it gets. <laughs> to plan your trip, uh, you can choose you know, several options, but just plan your trip and ride the bus. All right. We like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is, yeah, you're talking about this. It says right here, the MyStop app. Now, what does the MyStop app do? What is it? So it tracks the buses, of mm-hmm. course, and uh-huh. you can pick and choose which routes that you need. So if you're coming from the far east side and you don't normally ride the bus and you need to know which ones you need to take and what time they're going to come, you can check the uh, the MyStop app. You can plan your trip on there and you can get uh, real time updates on when the bus is coming. Hmm. Just as an app should do, right? Just as it should do. <laughs> Just as an app. Just as it should, should do. do. OK, well, that, that starts uh, day after tomorrow. Uh, because the 15th now there's different it looks like the 15th through the 18th is the total time but uh the 16th through the 18th friday through sunday uh high frequency routes um will have extended service so the free fares start on the 15th the extended service uh goes the friday through the sunday on the uh, uh frequency route so I am going to repeat that a couple of times because boy, oh boy, oh boy. And, uh, you know, we don't know what, the, I, I haven't looked at the weather forecast, so I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It's going to be a little cold this weekend. Oh, it is? It's going to be a little cold. They they, they got us. They okey-doked us. Mm-hmm. We had a nice weekend last week, and uh, mm-hmm. we have a nice week this week, but we're going to see a drop down to the, the high and mid-30s for the weekend itself so yeah get a little bit more true to form for the actual weekend but it's nothing that we can't take we'll still be outside yes indeed <laughs> i tell you what i i was listening to uh or it was listening to me actually uh a weather report uh that said we might i mean as pretty as it is it's beautiful it's nice it's warm that we may have snow in the morning not you know not anything that's going to accumulate <laughs> but we may have uh we may have some snow in the morning so yeah. I don't know. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Still awaiting the arrival of our uh, Radio 1 Indie uh, Promotions Director, David Gray. And a little bit later in the show, our regional VP and general manager, Dion Levingston, has uh, something he wants to share with us. Uh, that's coming up uh, shortly. You know how Dion comes in, you know. Hot. Hot. <laughs> Comes in on 10. Comes in hot. Yes, yes, yes. So he uh, he's, he's going to be here in the second hour, I do believe. So, hey, we are going to take a quick break and be back with more Community Connection right after this. The Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell podcast is finally here. Get ready to get up all day, every day with the Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell podcast. If you're searching for an inspiring Ericaism that always motivates you, a faith walk, a fun word from the Get Up Church with grips, joys, and concerns, then check out the podcast. The Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell podcast is here with interviews, great music, trending topics, and much more. To listen, go to UrbanOnePodcast.com or wherever you get your podcast. Let the One VIP Visa debit card make getting your tax refund simple and easy. It's free to get and no credit check. Enroll in direct deposit and get your refund back faster than waiting for a check in the mail. Hassle-free and easy, just like it should be. Go to OneVIP.com and get your card today. The One VIP Visa prepaid card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. Member FDIC pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Use of the One VIP card is subject to terms and conditions. 
Sunday, February 25th. What's up, everybody? Make some noise. Join us for Urban One Honors, a star-studded night honoring the best in black. We are celebrating black excellence in every way. And celebrating 20 years of TV One. Honorees include Chloe, Frankie Beverly, the legendary Dionne Warwick, and this year's entertainment icon honoree, Mary J. Blige. Urban One Honors, best in black. Sunday, February 25th at 8, only on TV One. As we celebrate Black History Month, Praise Indy dives deep into how it started. Don't miss out on this incredible celebration of black history. From trailblazers in sports, entertainment, politics, education, and more, this will be a month-long celebration of the best in black. Log on to praiseindy.com to learn about our history makers and inspire the next generation of black excellence. The Best in Black is proudly presented by CareSource. Celebrate Black History Month and learn about African-American history makers with The Best in Black online now at PraiseIndy.com. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. We are back with Community Connection. Uh, during this All-Star Week, All-Star, NBA All-Star 2024 week, um, one, I did, I only got through just a part, just a part of, of what's going to be taking place. One of the, you know, we had a really delightful panel, um, of, uh, Christmas Addicts alum, mm. Christmas Addicts alum, uh, led by our former city county counselor, uh, Duke Oliver. Uh, there was about five of them in here and they were talking about the, the Letterman's club and, and what all they do. And, you know, just talking, A.J., about the fact that uh, All-Star Weekend really is an opportunity to point up more about the history of Crispus Attics, mm-hmm. uh, the rich his- history. Uh, they made national news in 55 and 56. And, um, in fact, there's a play, that a free play, um, about their journey to the 55 championship called A, a Touch of uh, Glory. Mm-hmm. A Touch of Glory. And um, it's going to be... Uh, on stage uh, Saturday, February 17th, um, it begins. I, I think it's over there at, uh, it is at Attics, yeah. And so that, you know, that that was something that they were excited to use as, a, as, a, as an intro to what they do. And, um, again, another black history lesson uh, from uh, the alum at Crispus Attics, just about, and they were all different generations, you know. Mm-hmm. They all went to Attics at different times. Uh, and, but, you know, even though they all went at, at different time frames, uh, they all had, um, you know, similar, uh, stories to tell about the dedication, uh, to the students and the dedication to academics that, uh, defines, uh, Crispus Attics, uh, just as much, if not more, uh, than the sports. So, um, you know, good for them. And I'm glad that they took this opportunity, uh, because there's going to be the play, uh, there's going to be the celebration. Uh, there, there's going to be, um, speaking of celebrations and addicts, uh, our uh, event, uh, the Legends of Gospel concert, day after tomorrow, uh, over at Clues Hall. We were out there live on Friday, last Friday. Uh, and on Friday, there were uh, only 300 tickets left, AJ. I went to the box office Somewhere and around 300 there, yeah. tickets left. And I went online a few minutes before we, uh, we came in. And uh, it looks like they're scattered seats now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think it's about as close to a sellout as you're going to get. Uh, but uh, 
during our the concert, which, by the way, is going to feature Marvin Sapp, Donnie McClurk, and Hezekiah Walker, Anthony Brown, and Fred Hammond. In addition to that amazing, yeah, <laughs> that amazing lineup, uh, there's going to be a special tribute to Oscar Robertson, who we know uh, led that team, uh, 1955 team, uh, and uh, so uh, and really probably one of the best ambassadors for the state of basketball and and the the uh, the fact that he had such an impact in the pro professional uh, game uh collective bargaining agreements and things of that nature uh that if it were not for the big o a lot of folks wouldn't have the contracts that they got now you know very true he planted the seed and and made it possible so he just just a great ambassador uh for the state of indiana uh for the game of basketball and uh, I think that the uh, the recognition that he is going to get uh, that's coming up this Thursday at the Legends concert is is so so very well deserved. So we're excited um, about that. Um, Dion may be coming in to tell us that it's a sell. I, I don't know. Dion never tells us what he's going to tell us. Yeah, he, <laughs> he never. Kinda, he he says, "I'll be back." Slips in. <laughs> slips in and, and and slips out. But um, yeah. That is coming up. The Legends of Gospel. You've heard about it. We gave away a bunch of tickets all last week. Sorry. You know, the tickets aren't here. We don't have any more. <laughs> so they're gone. Gave them all away. Gave them all away. And so uh, David, um, in fact, I think that's where David is now, if I'm not mistaken. I think he went out to get the tickets for the, the ticket winners. I think he went, out to, uh, he went out to Clues Hall to get those. Uh, and the other thing he was going to talk about today uh, is that the, the, the regular food and meal distribution mm-hmm. uh, that we have at the Indianapolis Urban League. <sighs> that was today. Um, I am not sure. David was here, oh, he was here about... 10 30 or 11 and so it may have been just about wrapped up by then i tell you aj when when it first started i guess before it caught on this thing would go till about one maybe 130 mm. uh, it is rare nowadays if it goes past it starts at 10 if it goes past 11 in between 11 and 12 that's rare yeah we if need that aid up. we need that aid we are <laughs> we are here for the for anything that's going to benefit us and and help us pad our pockets mm. in this economy yeah. that we have well it's 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 you know it, it's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. david and i talk about it a lot it's it's a blessing that we're able to provide the the help uh it's concerning that there's so many still in need of help uh because yeah. if it you know we it's kind of like wanting to work yourself out of a job we would love for there not to be a need um for us to have to do this uh every week but every well now it's it used to be every week then it was every two weeks then it was once a month all over the map now it's the second tuesday of every month the second tuesday of every month mark it down <laughs> mark it down so uh that is uh so dave is going to come in and tell us uh, a little bit more about that you know we were talking about uh social media and how um active it was uh, this morning about um well, this, today, uh, about the appointment of the new police chief. But some some of the other things that social media has been pretty active about uh, has been Black History Month. And, A.J., the other day, uh, in fact, I think I sent it to you. Do you still have it? I still got it. You still got it? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I have seen this guy somewhere before, and I've heard his presentation. But um, it's, it's, a, it's an African-American man, and he's talking to a group of school children, and he's teaching real black history mm-hmm. uh you know uh, the gloves are off and i wanted to share that with everyone here um 
so that you could hear it too because i like i said i i've heard his presentation before and it's really really how long is it aj uh just about two minutes <clears throat> two minutes i just thought it was a little bit longer than that well it gets a little longer but at the end it's uh like an ad Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Well, okay, uh, let, let's uh, let's do our Black History Month moment for right now. And again, our number uh, after you hear this, if you want to comment on it, give us a call. <clears throat> Excuse me, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Here's a Black History Month lesson. Which is nothing but here. Which is nothing this story. You didn't know that? It's all history is somebody's story. You know what I'm talking about. Columbus didn't discover America. He was lost. And the end discovered him. And Abraham Lincoln didn't free any slaves. Well, no way to look at it. My story is very, very close to the word mystery. And I want to clear up a couple of mysteries right now. The book is titled Great People Past and Present. What happened to a people that built the pyramids and yet now live in projects? What happened? What happened to a people that are the first to read and write? using a term called hieroglyphics, and yet now can no longer read or write. In essence, what happened to a people in terms of Egypt? It's amazing. King Tut came to America, and we didn't realize that King Tut was one of us. Somebody mysteriously took Egypt out of Africa and placed it in the Middle East. Now, how do you take a country out of a continent and then call it something else? As a result, we didn't realize that Egypt is in Africa. Egyptians are Africans, and we were the ones that built those pyramids. But my is where you start. The law says where you start will determine where you end up. Now, where do you want to start our children? If they start in 1619, they start on a plantation. That means they'll probably end up in a ghetto. But if you start four million years ago on a pyramid, they end up being free. Now, where do you want to start? On a plantation or on a pyramid? Because depending upon where you start will determine where they end up. Our first problem is we've been starting in the wrong place. And you cannot discuss 4 million years in 28 days. Black History Month. Now, I'm glad we got the month. It used to be a week. But you can't discuss 4 million years in 28 days. It's going to be not enough time. And then the other issue, what are we going to discuss? You see, if we're all we're going to discuss are names and dates and events, then you can do that in about 28 days. When was King born? 29. When did he go to D.C.? 63. When did he get the Nobel Prize? 64. When did he die? 68. That would never change. But if you want to make it relevant, you connect the past with the present and with the future. In other words, what were our mistakes? Because the mistakes you want to avoid and the strengths you want to reinforce. I'll say it clearly. Those that don't know their history, don't know their mistakes, are destined to repeat it over and over and over and over again. Our children need to know their story. And it did not start here. And it should be more than just names and dates and events. Our digital PDF. Mm-hmm. You know, he asked an interesting question uh, there. Uh, our mistakes. What were some of the mistakes that we made in sharing or creating an appreciation for our black history? Did we make mistakes? You know, what? He, he didn't really go into it. He was talking about mistakes, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he would have. But I'm, I'm just curious of what people would think that we did that were mistakes or didn't do uh, to help make sure that our children knew uh, our black history. I don't know what the mistakes, I, I don't know. Can you think of any mistakes, AJ? That uh? it's, it's, it's a hard call for me. Yeah. It's a hard call for me because <laughs> I grew up in the modern era. So it, mm. I don't know if we made any mistakes, to be honest. I think the only mistake that I could, that I could, without fault say that was a mistake was the lack of the passing of knowledge 
because a lot of the times we yeah. relied on mm-hmm. the schools to teach us black history mm-hmm. and not our parents or our grandparents. <laughs> and it's not to say that our, our parents and grandparents didn't always teach. Sometimes we just didn't listen, but it's a double-edged sword. It goes both ways. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to call it on that one. I just think that the passing of information should have been taken a little bit more seriously by all uh-huh. the generations involved. I, I remember a relative very clearly uh, when I would ask a question about, you know, slavery, uh, roots, uh, anything that happened, uh, you know, the, just anything, you know, pertaining to the past. And, and they would very quickly say, that is in the past. Why do we have to hash up all that stuff? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is, is done and, and gone. And I would, you know, being inquisitive, I was very young, and I'm like, but we have to know that. We, why? Why do you need to keep bringing all that stuff up? That was, you know, and I'm like, so, you know, maybe there was a segment of our people, our pot, you know, of our uh, history. I mean, of our, I, I, I don't know, elders that that weren't so willing to teach it because maybe it was too painful for them to 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 relive it. I I don't know. I don't know. I do know. I do remember that, and I've told this story before on the show. Uh, that um, just a simple um, description of Juneteenth. Uh, my father knew exactly what I was. He, he, by the way, he just turned eighty four today too. Happy uh, birthday! So he just uh, had a birthday today too, but. Um, when I said Juneteenth, he said, "Oh, because he went to a colored school. Mm-hmm. He had he went to a segregated school until I think late in his high school years, maybe. He, but anyway, long story short, he said, you 'You're talking about Emancipation Day.' But he never stopped and said, 'You, you, uh, all five of us, I want to teach you all about Emancipation Day.' He said they learned it in school as well as a whole lot of other things, and you know, kind of." Just I'm like, well, why didn't you say? So? Well, I don't know. I, you know, blah 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 blah. So, um, there there were some things that that you you learned. There were other things that I guess maybe if they weren't uh, considered as important. So I'd be really curious as to what people think the mistakes were that we could have made or that we made uh, pertaining to passing down Black history to our children and our other generations. What were some of the mistakes that were made? I think one of the mistakes that is just what I uh, described, that um, not wanting to relive uh, an awful history, wanting yeah. to let it go, yeah, not wanting to have a thing to do with it. 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. And for those who couldn't, um, you know, who couldn't relive it, uh, it and, and that it was too painful to think about and felt like we, you know, we had gotten past that and arrived, I don't blame them. I, it was it was another way. I mean, it was maybe their coping mechanism because maybe it was so uh, over the top that it was very hard. I mean, you know, my father talks about having to sit in the, you know, the, the he remembers very clearly that when he played basketball, they the he and his cousin, you know, the only two blacks that were on the team, uh, couldn't go into where the uh, other uh, uh, team members went. Uh, they got taunted, you know, so there, you know, he told us that, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. But um, and that, you know, the, hey, the movie theater that you all went to as kids, I was never allowed in there except on a special day. And then in the balcony only uh, that pool that you all go to, um, we were never allowed to to swim there. We had to find our own swimming holes because colors weren't allowed, mm-hmm. you know, blacks. He didn't say colors, but blue. Yeah, they weren't allowed. 
So there, you know, that that kind of history, that kind of oral history was shared. Uh, but maybe there were other things that that weren't necessarily. I I don't know. Yeah, we definitely missed out on on a ton because a lot of the times it is rooted in the trauma. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the history lessons come from the trauma, but sometimes we need the positivity as well. Like we 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 get Dr. King. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get Dr. King. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. And you know, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. And you're you're right. Sometimes the uh, the trauma. Uh, was such that uh, there, you know, there just simply wasn't an opportunity, uh, or a, or a want to 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 share uh, their trauma. Um, that's probably why shows like Roots and some of the others. I mean, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, the one with Lupita. Uh, anyway, uh, the something a slave. Uh, twelve years. Twelve, 12 years, years a slave. Yeah, mm-hmm. twelve years a slave. Uh, and uh, Django Unchained. I mean, that that was just horrific. Uh, one of the scenes in that movie uh, where they had the two slaves fighting uh, for entertainment, you know, beating each other up for the entertainment of of, uh, of white. So uh, it is it is it is uh, interesting. And, and again, it's it. I would be curious to delve into what a lot of people see as what are the mistakes that we could have made. Uh, that we can correct, according to the uh, the gentleman who had the uh, uh, who had the narration there that we just played for you that we saw. I just I just thought it was interesting, and I thought he asked a a really interesting question. We have to correct our mistakes. Uh, he's saying four hundred million years of mistakes that we have to correct. So we'll see. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Kevin? Go ahead. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Doing well. Uh, yeah, I think we made several mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes, like he said, about our history, mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest, I think, is integration. I think integration really destroyed us as a people. Uh, that's not saying that we couldn't coexist with other races, mm-hmm. but my philosophy is if we had a table, if we don't have anything to bring to the table, and whoever you allow to feed you, you also allow you to start, allow them to starve you. Mm-hmm. That's the situation we're in now. And when we started <clears throat> integrating, uh, I look at our, our public schools, my grandparents went to addicts. My mother went to addicts. By the time I went to addicts in middle school, so you lost all that heritage mm. of those teachers who really cared. I mean, I had an aunt told me that she had a teacher that wouldn't pass you if your handwriting wasn't good. You could, even though you had the right answers, but your handwriting had to be right. Mm-hmm. So we lost a whole lot of things when we did stuff like that. And then knowing, our, like, like the gentleman said, when we started slavery, that's not a good idea. I mean, if we mm-hmm. truly were kings and queens, uh, we should yeah, start just there. starting. Yeah, just starting at slavery. It, it, he 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 indicated that that that's not the start. That's mm-hmm. not the beginning yeah. of our history. Mm-mm. And that's one thing I did like about the African American Museum in D.C. Mm-hmm. They started before slavery. Only thing I didn't like is they had people like Bill Clinton in there. That, he's not Black history. I, I think we we, we want to be we want to accept people so bad that we just put them in places that they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it would have been not. I don't understand what it helped, but it wouldn't have hurt not yeah. putting them in there. Might have been a donation that was made to the exhibit. I, who knows? I, I, who knows? I don't. I don't care. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, then, no, I know. I know what you're saying. And I, I saw that too. I I was there and saw that too. So then uh, that that, that water that waters us down. If we're going to take don't, if you can put a donation be in our history, then that just waters us down right there. We mm-hmm. have we have nothing to stand on. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But that's just my two cents. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Kevin. And uh, you know, he talks about uh, the end of segregation, mm-hmm. uh, the beginning of integration. And I've often wondered: is could could it have been done differently? Just like 
you know, school busing. You know, when, when kids were bused from one, it was it was one way because the black kids, you know, they, they yeah. were the ones that had to make the majority of the sacrifices, not the white. Could that have been done, you know, differently? Why, why couldn't it have been uh, two ways? So, I think so. I would have yeah. liked to see... Mm-hmm. all black schools still be a thing and not just in an, in the center of our communities mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, w- I would prefer I would have loved to see that yeah. to see to see black prep schools yeah. things like that so but yeah wow. 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 talking about uh, perhaps may- the, some of the some of the mistakes that we could have made uh, in terms of black history and, and passing it on Kevin made an excellent point about uh, our black history does not start with slavery. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that point because it's so, so very true. It does not start with slavery. And we, we, we need to do better uh, in reaching back a little bit further than that. But that's, you know, what Hollywood portrays uh, is, is a start, I guess, in terms of understanding where we are, but that's not even close to the beginning. Uh, 317-972-3008. Um, Anonymous, go ahead. Yes, I have two comments. The first one is being too nice to the devil. Mm-hmm. And the second one is it should be against the law to still teach that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Mm-hmm. They still teach this. Mm-hmm. And that's my thoughts. You say it should be against the law? <laughs> to, to, to teach that yeah. Christopher Columbus discovered America. Uh-huh. Okay. They yeah. still teaching children that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen hundred ninety-two. Columbus sailed the ocean, ocean blue. blue. Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it like Vicente Amerigo that actually found America? I, I you I know, believe that was the cat's name. Yeah, but you know, there are those who believe nobody found it. It was yeah, already yeah, here. How you gonna find something that's already there? People already lived here. You already lived here. You guys are America crazy. <laughs> so indeed, indeed. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Thank you. Guess what, Tina? I, bro- I walked into your house, and guess what? I discovered Tina Cosby. <laughs> Tina probably been living there for about 40-some years. Yeah. I discovered her. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. You know, I'm going to tell you something right now. This is going to probably freak a lot of people out. I hate to break it to you, but Europe is not a continent. I'm sorry. It's not a continent. It, it, doesn't, be- it doesn't meet the qualifications of a continent. A large mass of land surrounded by water. If anything, Europe is an extension of Asia. So that's where the term Eurasia comes from. But I don't know why white folks feel like they got to make Europe a kind. No, those mountains, the Caucasoid Mountains, like Caucasian, that's where the term Caucasian comes from, don't divide Asia from Europe. Guess what else, people? There's no such place as the Middle East. Guess what that you know what it actually is? It's Africa. Africa and, and Asia. The reason being... They don't want to equate Israel. Either. They didn't. They didn't want to accept the fact that Egypt was in Africa. Why? Because if Egypt was one of the cradles of civilization, how in the heck could it be in Africa? How could? No way, black folks built those pyramids. No Sphinx had to be aliens. No. <laughs> yeah, I heard aliens. that aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it must be them aliens. Nah, Tina didn't build. Tina, people that look like you and I did not build the pyramids. You know, it had to be some. Had to be Mr. Spock. Yeah, it was Mr. Spock. <laughs> And the Vulcans that built mm-hmm. the pyramid, yeah, and it, it's true because you know black kids just didn't, you know, didn't come to be since we arrived here mm-hmm. in 1619. No, mm-hmm. we got a our his 
basically, if you want to look at human history, it's all black history. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, you got, you got black folks still believe that Jesus had blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Hannibal was black. They don't want to tell you that Alexander Great was defeated by the Queen of Ethiopia, okay? Mm. But they don't want to hear about it. They go, ain't no way a black woman can outsmart, outwit, and defeat Alexander the Great, the greatest world conqueror that ever lived. And Napoleon got beat up in Haiti. But do we hear about that? No. So, that, you know, history, like I said, is his story. Whoever wins, whoever, the victor goes to spoil and they get the right to script. So, black folks, we've been here from day one. From day one. Mm-hmm. And just this start where they kidnapped a few of us and brought us over here. And yet, you know, American history is intertwined with black folks, you know. So, yeah, we didn't do a bad job. We're not, you know, Black folks, you know, I just don't like that real cynical saying that you want to keep something from a black man, put it in a book. And, yeah, we don't read. We, we, some reason, black folks are scared of information. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Help me out. I mean, my mother was a school teacher. She made sure we went to the library and learned everything about us. But, you know, they told me years ago, black men don't, ain't supposed to have books. You're supposed to have a basketball in his hand. Wow. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I grant it. I am 6'3". My brother was an all-state you know, basketball player, but, you know, uh, you know, when I look at my dad, you know, very intelligent guy, had his own business, you know, that was my hero. And, you know, he told me everything I needed to know about life. And we don't, we, you know, it's like we're hostile to information and it's our fault, but could go back to Willie Lynch, could go back that, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if any black person learns anything, they're somehow they're acting white or they're a sellout. Well, the Black Panthers, not close with this, Jim, not close with this. The Black Panthers once said the most dangerous weapon is not an AK-47 or an M-14. It's that thing between your ears. Okay. All right, Jeff. Uh, thank you very much. We're going to be back with more Community Connection right after this. WTLC AM, W236 CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here. Uh, about to start our segment. Let, let's let's get to this final phone call, and then we'll go to our segment, our regular monthly segment uh, with IMPD. They are here in the house, and so we're going to get to them in just a second. Uh, Laura, go ahead. You'll be the last caller of the segment. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tina. I uh-huh. just wanted to share as far as black history. Um, I'm originally from Marion, Indiana, and um, my family um, has a long history there, not Mm -hmm. all so good. My uncle was um, one of the men hung on the tree in Marion, Indiana in 1930. Oh, no, I'm sorry Um, to hear that. And so my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm kind of the voice of them because in Mm -hmm. Marion, they don't want to talk about it, you know, don't talk about it. But Mm -hmm. when those things would happen, they would post it. It was like a big picnic, and everybody would come, a big event, and watch but now they don't want to talk about it or own up to it. But there is on the second floor of the museum in, in Marion has my family's history over 100 years. And I've, I have been up there so many times, and each time I learn something new. And, um, you know, uh, what was so interesting to me, the last time I was there, uh, a, a man had to carry a piece of 
paper mm. about the size, a little bit bigger than a postcard, stating that he was free if he got mm. caught. And then also, if he wanted to marry another woman, because there's plenty of my family's uh, paper that is up there, these, these individual pieces that show uh, that he has permission to marry so-and-so uh, person on their property. And, you know, there's so much history up there on the second floor. So if anybody ever gets to marry it, um, my, it's over a hundred years of my family history up there, mm-hmm. um, real time things, you know, not photocopies, but real time papers of, of us being, uh, enslaved and things that we had to do just to walk the street, carry yeah. this little piece of paper. Yeah. Um, so, uh, history is important. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke to, uh, um, I, uh, to addicts when they had the, uh, the unveiling of the lynching. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it can't die away because this is important history. Mm-hmm. But as uh, history now, you know, my uncle, my cousin now is a, is the mayor of Marion, which beforehand nobody ever wanted to talk about it. So I'm hoping with him being the mayor now, things might change a little bit because we are creating a, what we call a peace museum there. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. hopefully to gather some peace and um, some not, we can't get justice for it, but, you know, a place of healing for people. Absolutely. Uh, Billy Holiday's song, Strange Fruit, was written mm-hmm. because of that. And so, you know, we Marion needs to heal, and we need to be known for more than just the lynching. Absolutely. Uh, the pain is real, uh, but you're right. The the history uh, is, is an everlasting lesson So um, for all, you know, for all sides of it. So thank you. Laura, so much for that. Uh, we are going to be moving on um, as as much as we do uh, every Tuesday, the second Tuesday of every month. We have our, our food and meal distribution. Also, the second Tuesday of every month, uh, IMPD comes in, and um, they have been some busy beavers <laughs> the last uh, <laughs> the last several weeks, uh, including uh, today. And I will tell you. Uh, we have sitting in studio with us now for our segment. It has been it's been ages since we've had someone from the department uh, able to sit in studio with us for our regular uh, monthly segment. So we welcome you, uh, you, IMPD Officer William Young. Thank you for coming all the way down to yeah. our beautiful home. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed, High Top Monument Circle. So I, I know you didn't have any problems parking. Police never do. Well, I, yeah, I did not. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So uh, for First and foremost, um, congratulations on uh, the new the appointment of the new chief. Uh, it all went pretty quickly yesterday. He, he was named, sworn in almost immediately after, and now you know, uh, you know, hard at work. So I, I guess the first question, you know, from an officer's standpoint, officer's point of view, what does uh, the change of administration? What does that mean for you? So it means a lot. Yeah. Um, obviously, we got some big events coming up, meeting uh-huh. All Star uh, Weekend, and so it's mm-hmm. always good to have a leader per se. Um, Chief Bailey, he's been around a while, 25 years as a product of Indianapolis, um, graduated from IUPUI, high mm-hmm. school with George Washington. Um, I've said a couple months ago when, when we had an interim chief, that being him, is that whoever sits in that seat will have to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And there are some priorities that he'll have to have in front of him day one. Well, today's day one. Um, <laughs> I know he's out. He was with, at Coffee with the Cop on Market Street earlier. And I know he's out visiting some of our roll call districts as they begin at 1.30. Mm-hmm. Um, violent crime has to be a priority for him. Um, retention and recruitment, um, as well as officer-involved shootings and transparency. And I know that he'll do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. He's young. 
He's fresh. I think he has a lot of energy. So we'll see what happens. Police community relations. That's that's on the plate of anybody and everybody that sits in the big chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see that shaping up this administration? Um, well, throughout this country, I think that's a priority um, post George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to have we have to continue to build those relationships at a grassroots level. Um, I think Chief Bailey will do everything that he can um, to continuously build those relationships, hopefully. Um, I've had some in-depth conversations with him. Um, I report directly to him, so I'm mm-hmm. basically, I see him almost probably every day, uh, and I know he um, takes this job seriously, and I think he wants to do a good job. So tell us about uh, your. I see you on TV all the time. I see you on TV a lot. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. It's that's yeah. Usually when you're on, it's it's not a it's not a good thing. Yeah. But, um, but so so tell us about what you do. Uh, you know your 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 tenure. Yeah. So um, I'm from Anderson, Anderson Indiana. Um, I was on the police department or sheriff's department there for about eight years. And then I transferred to IMPD, and I've been here about eight years. I've been in this role as a public information officer for about four years. Um, My father was a policeman in Anderson. Um, He was the first African-American deputy chief to hold that spot there for the city of Anderson. My mom's a retiree from General Motors for about 30 years, so I'm a product product of Anderson, Indiana. So So we got our Black History Month. We got another Black History Month factoid right in here. Right there. So your father's uh, uh, Anderson, Indiana. uh, I I heard the young lady talking about... um, Marion, Grant County. Uh-huh. And, you know, Marion was the first county that had the first African American sheriff in the state. No. That's Otis Archie. My father knew him as well, too, and I knew him growing up as a kid. Yeah. So, did you have any choice in becoming a law enforcement officier growing up? Or is so, it- <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound funny, but. Um, I actually started out as a, I'm a funeral director, licensed funeral director as well, too. So. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I get it. I my, get the my connection. Mom, my yeah. mom was kind of on the fence of, she didn't really want me to be a police officer, but I think it kind of grew on her. So I started in funeral service. I'm still in funeral service as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so I do both. And so I always want to be a police officer. I would watch my dad get ready for work every single day. I spent a lot of time with him growing up at the police department. So mm-hmm. so what, what made you move uh, or transfer to Indianapolis? Um, bigger city, bigger department. Um, you know, there's a lot of positions that you can do on, mm-hmm. on the IMPD. Um, that's why recruitment is important. Um, a lot of smaller agencies, there's not a lot of movement around. Um, here we have SWAT, K-9, all those different things. I was fortunate enough to come become the public information officer under Chief Roach. I've enjoyed my time doing it. I've mm-hmm. met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the news, unfortunately, with a lot of a violent lot. crime, yeah. unfortunately. And it's funny because my mom will always say, I'm happy to see you on TV, but I hate that you have to report those unfortunate yeah, incidents. Yeah, that's exactly the, the thing. And, and speaking of which... Where are we? I mean, 2024 is a new year, but it seems like the old problems just just got into high gear right off the bat. I mean, the yeah. first day of the first two or three days of the new year. Yeah, I think it's important to mention that, you know, our agency, we're doing everything that we can. I, I, the, the, our homicide detectives and our aggravated assault detectives, of course, we know that our, our numbers were are trending down last year than what mm-hmm. they were from the year before. So we're we're not counting that as a win because we know that there's a lot of work to do. And I know Chief, day one, Chief Bailey is doing everything that he can to continuously reduce those numbers as far as violent crime. So the, we're in the midst of, uh, you know, we're, we're just in it, All-Star Week and then All-Star Weekend coming up. Um, what does that mean for uh, the department and for people who are going to come in contact with IMPD? Yeah, um, Deputy Chief, or Assistant Chief Wally now, 
he is over our special <laughs> special operations bureau and our operations uh, division and so we will have officers out as you can imagine not just downtown but mm -hmm. throughout the circle city i know chief bailey and all of our administrative officers will be out working as well too i'll be out on friday and saturday making sure that we engage mm -hmm. people um, we ask our citizens to to um, be patient mm -hmm. just like we ask our officers to be patient we're going to have a lot of people in town visiting um, our number one priority is the safety of those visiting and our and our, our residents here in the Circle City. So how is this event going to differ? Uh, what's it, How is this going to look different than, uh, say, perhaps another event that the city does, like uh, the, the 500, uh, you know, how it did the Super Bowl, how it does the regular events like Expo and, and Circle City Classic and the conventions and things of that nature. How is this going to look di any different, or is it going to look any different? Well, I think it's important to mention that we host Indy 500. We've hosted it for years, obviously. And so I think we have a leg up on other cities in regards to being able to handle um, big events such as the All-Star. Again, we handled these. I wasn't on the police department in here, but I know that we handled the Super Bowl uh, some time ago. So I think our officers are ready. They're, they'll be equipped. Um, there won't be any type of aggressive policing per se or anything like that, but we want our officers to engage with community members as well as those who are visiting the Circle City. So are, are there going to be any of those traffic patterns like you have during the race? Yeah, there will be some traffic patterns, I'm sure, with yeah, the amount of traffic that those. will be downtown. I hate <laughs> those. It's a, little, it's a little hectic. Oh, my goodness. It's like, come on, come on, let me go this way. But, but we have to do it to keep you safe. And, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. with the amount of folks, you know, it can cause gridlock and traffic. Yeah. So we want to do the best that we can do for the city as an agency. So uh, 317-972-3008, Officer William Young uh, with IMPD is here with us. Uh, William, you have a question for uh, Officer Young? Uh, yes, I do. How are you, Miss Sam? I'm well, sir. How are you today? And your guest, Officer Young. How are you, sir? Thank you. I got a question. Is there going to be a regular scheduled meeting with the community leaders and uh, the, ch the church pastors, uh, so there will be a coordinated uh, relations between the young people and the police department. It seems like it's a big gap between the police department and the community. And unless uh, if the police want to be surely highly successful, you have to get involved with the community and the young people. You must do it. Otherwise, the problem is going to continue to grow. I'm yeah, just wondering I, what, what type of plans do you have? Yeah, I know that um, Commander Ida Williams, she's over our community mm -hmm. engagement bureau. She's working extremely hard. I know that um, Chief Bailey will give her the resources that she needs to have in order to continuously um, be productive and make a, a, a good um, – Mm -hmm. resolution in the community and so through that's through our pow club our police athletic league and our impd impd cares program i know that she'll do everything that she can working with the administration to make sure that we're we're continuously mm -hmm. building those uh, bridges between community and police and especially when it comes to our young people i want to circle back to uh, an issue that we had at the beginning uh, of black history month uh, with the badges uh the uh the Black History Month badges that the Minority Police Officers Association 
uh, and the retirees and, and whoever else uh, wanted to uh, create and wear during Black History Month. Where are we on the, they, they were not ordered on time for the beginning of Black History Month. I understand an order has since been placed. What's the status of those now? Yeah, the, I, I actually sit on the board for our, I'm the treasurer for our Minority Police Officers Association. I know that mm-hmm. um, our president, um, Sergeant Dion Harris, he's working with uh, Chief Bailey and mm-hmm. our Human Resources Division to get those expedited. And I know that he has, uh, will allow us to wear them. I think uh, that's what the plan is to allow mm-hmm. us to wear those on uh, the month of June, Juneteenth. Oh, okay. So I think mm-hmm. that's maybe what the plan is. I'm not quite sure yet, but mm-hmm. um, I know that it's uh, in the works, though. Uh, do you know if they're going to be in before the end of Black History Month? I hope so. Uh, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check into that. But so will they be worn twice and a little bit here and, and yeah, a whole I lot know there? I ordered one. I know I'll have one. I know our, most of our lots of our officers ordered them, uh-huh. and even some of our retirees ordered them as well, too. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about them. Um, I'm ready to wear. I'm ready the, to wear. The, the miscommunication had to have drives had to drive sales because my understanding was it was just a few, you know, 50 or 60, maybe more than that in the beginning. And now you're well over 120. Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers, but I know I believe it's over 100. Um, again, I think that um, Chief Bailey is working with the Minority Police Officers Association as well as our our human resources mm-hmm. and to get those expedited and get those in the hands of the officers that ordered them. So what's the takeaway from this miscommunication because uh, former uh, former uh, I, I want to call him Chief Command Turner Robert, Attorney Turner uh, said that this was all you know positive that it was a miscommunication. If we take it as such, what are, what's the takeaway from how this miscommunication got to be as as big as it did and the lesson here? What, yeah, I have it? a lot of. Res- uh, uh, I call him public safety director. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he had a lot of titles. He had he, a lot of titles, and I have yeah. to catch myself whenever. I, I just I just always revert to attorney Tur- Turner. I'll say that attorney Turner. He's a mentor of mine, mm-hmm. and again, I know that he, he has worked extremely hard for our minority police officers, mm-hmm. um, and he's working with Chief Bailey and our administration as well, too. So um, I think the miscommunication did frustrate some of, some of those folks or some mm-hmm. of those people. Um, <clears throat> Again, it was a concern, but I'm glad to know that behind the scenes we're working to get that expedited, and uh, Chief Bailey and uh, Attorney Turner are working mm-hmm. together to get a resolution, even with our Minority Police Officers Association. Yeah, so uh, an, another area of uh, communication that, that perhaps was broken that, that, that IMPD didn't know was, was perhaps broken? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how the miscommunication mm-hmm. occurred um, with any... Um, event or anything that you're planning, um, mistakes happen. Um, and so I don't know what the mm-hmm. the resolution is. I know that Chief Bailey is working extremely hard to with uh, Attorney Turner mm-hmm. to get that rectified. So the fact that these will probably be displayed during Juneteenth, how how's that going to be? What's the what's what's the story going to be behind that one? Well, I think <coughs> also we're still going to have them for next year as well too for oh, Black well, History that makes Month. Sense. Yeah, this is not just a one time thing, and they're oh, just not. Okay able to wear them again yeah i think this the the plan is to be able to wear them every black history month now will they be will there be more ordered for next year for black history i'm sure there will be because so Uh i'm in the uh so i have a silver badge obviously i'm a patrol Uh officer that's my rank 
but I hope to be maybe a supervisor next year, and so I'll be ordering another one, hopefully, which uh-huh. will be gold. We'll okay. see what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gold one. Yeah. I love that. That is all right. So um, so then um, is this going to be a, a regular thing where every Black History Month IMPD orders these badges? I think or? so. It's up to the – it, it was never mandatory. No, it's up no, to no. the officers mm-hmm. if they wanted to order a Black History badge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a good idea. Um, it, it recognizes the history of our black officers because um, you have to look at the history of the Indianapolis Police Department where most of those officers back in the day were only allowed to work maybe the Lockfield area or Indiana Avenue, and they right. could only work that Pacific area, which mm. we know was um, around black people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They were only allowed to drive the famous Car 27 that we always talk about. That was their car shared among African Americans. So I think we've came a long way. And the badge to me represents those officers. So, what? Tell me about car twenty. Everybody so, had to share one car. <laughs> yeah, that's my understanding. No. So car twenty seven back in the day was the car, and oh I'm sure there, there were others, but that was the car that predominantly that the African American officers drove back then. Um, we've came a long way. So. So what? Would they mm-hmm. just walk? Yeah, a lot of, back then it was a lot of walking beats. Um, Walk the beat, and, yeah. then, and then if people got to ride, it would be car, car twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had heard that uh, IMPD used to get the, the you know, uh, the worst of the the, the vehicles. I, I think when Chief Turner was talking about it, he said they used to give us the worst vehicles, you know, the worst whatever, and uh, that has uh, has since improved because there's you know you get new vehicles. I, I'll now. say this: yeah. I believe again, my father was a police officer for a long time, and. As an African-American officer, I believe that we've came a long way, Mm -hmm. but we still have a long way to go. And so my prayer is that um, whoever the chief is throughout this country, that we continuously recognize African-American officers and their importance to the communities. Yeah, that's a a pretty heavy lift in some areas, Uh, especially sometimes among African-Americans, which is disappointing. It's it's really problematic because you would think, you, you would hope, that there would be, you know, more of a sense of community, and and maybe there is more of a sense of community. Maybe we're just missing it. I don't know. You're yeah. out. You're out I, there I every try day. Do, what do you see? You know, as a black officer, I try to do everything in my power to uh-huh. engage not only the black community but the community as a whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, whether that's just talking to people, speaking mm-hmm. to people, and those things go a long way. Um, I have a lot of people that will come up to me because they see me on TV, and I understand mm-hmm. that. But I always make, try to make time for them and try to speak to them. My dad was a popular policeman. In, in the small town of Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, we would be out to eat, and then people would come up and talk to him about mm-hmm. different, you know, about police work. Mm-hmm. And that was frustrating to me. Well, now, fast forward 20 or 30 years later, I'm in that position, mm-hmm. and I get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough job, but it's a rewarding job. A- Anderson was, did your dad know Verl Dean? I haven't heard that name. Yeah, he was, uh, I think it was Verl Dean Redmond, I think. Ask your dad about okay. it. Okay. He was he was like Ray the, Talbert. Oh yeah, like you yeah. asked me about. Oh, him I asked you. Yeah, yeah. Ray, he's like family. Ray. Oh, is it? Yeah, Ray and I went to school together. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Like IU. He played basketball yeah. on that uh, championship team with Isaiah and Landon and uh, Jimmy Thomas, who oh, hit yeah. that shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I was wrong. a kid, he was. I was five or six years old when I was seen. Uh huh. He's so uh-huh. tall, I would be yeah. scared of him. So, yeah. yeah. Well, tell him I said hello. <laughs> I will. I'm not surprised that he has a church. You told me he has yes. a church up there. I am not surprised mm-hmm. at all. Ray was always always trending that way. A very good guy, and so you know, by all means, please let him know uh, that we said hello. Um, yeah, the 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 problem, uh, the the other problem uh, that that we see so often, and that we just really hesitate to discuss. It it takes us down every time we have to talk about it. It's it's guns, mm-hmm. the prolifer- proliferation of 
guns, especially young people uh, and guns, and the intersectionality Mm -hmm. of social media Mm -hmm. with all of that, which complicates the job of any law enforcement officer, including IMPD. Um, Measures underway to sort all of that out and, and attack it for where you can attack it. Yeah, that is a problem. You know, we got too many people who yeah. have access to firearms that should not have them. Um, I know that our agency, you know, we're trying to get those, the, those firearms out of the hands of people who are not supposed to have them. You've probably heard me talk about on the news where we talk about conflict resolution, where so many folks get into it, whether that be social media, even mm-hmm. our young people, uh-huh. and they resort to gun <laughs> yeah, violence as a means to resolve that, that conflict. And that's a problem. But I don't think that's just an Indianapolis problem. I think that you see that throughout the entire country. I have a lot of colleagues mm-hmm. that I talk to that mm-hmm. do the same job that I do. And we've seen an influx of people who should not have firearms, and they're resolving those conflicts by hurting other people. So, Any plans for police officers' union or any other lobbying group to get over to the state house and ask for uh, some repeals of the the loosening that they did a couple of years ago of the gun laws because it, clearly the loosening of, of firearms and gun laws has made law enforcement a whole lot more difficult for not only police department uh, this prosecutor's office I mean there are direct lines uh, between that and and state lawmakers any plans to to try to lobby to get some of that reversed or tightened up again I'm not sure um, obviously our agency works closely with the FOP. Um, and all of those entities. And so hopefully, um, you know, we got a governor's race coming up soon and all those things. And so um, hopefully our, our legislature will, 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 will visit that or rethink that or revisit it. So mm. uh, we're doing everything that we can as an agency um, to reduce gun violence. That's our number one priority. And I think that's Chief Bailey's number one priority when he mm. came into office day one. Yeah, yeah, we everybody wants that. Um, so, who all, uh, all of the agencies that are going to be working um, uh, this this week and and this weekend is are the state police going to be helping, or is it just going to be an yeah, all? Yeah, Superintendent IP? Carter, uh, the, the sheriff, they've always lent a hand whenever we needed assistance. Uh-huh. I'm sure that you'll see um, law enforcement officers from the state police, Marion County Sheriff's Office, of course, IMPD. Mm-hmm. Um, we always work with our federal partners. Our main priority this weekend, again, is to make sure that we want folks to have a good time. We just want folks to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we definitely want <laughs> people to be safe. Got to do that. Um, yeah. So how many How many are we expecting? As far as numbers of people mm-hmm. in the city? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it's one. How many one- is uh, the city preparing for? Not sure, but I know that it'll, it will be a lot of folks. Um Obviously, we're not in, you know, we're just coming on the heels of the Super Bowl. So lots of folks went out to Vegas. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many people will be um, visiting. Before. You think that many people from Indianapolis paid all that money to go? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the, so. the people from the outside who may have oh, went okay, to Vegas. okay. You know, okay. some folks may have picked, I'm mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl, may, may not be going to the All-Star weekend. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. All-Star weekend. We'll see what happens. So the bulk of the activity is going to be, what are the, what are the, uh, I, I guess bound, you know, parameters, streets, you know, what the bulk of the activity is going to be from where to where. Yeah, so east, that, west, we'll, north, and south. You know, as an agency, we'll be not just focused on downtown. We know ah. that there is um, lots of people are out having things throughout the city, and so mm-hmm. I don't want it to just think that our officers are just focused on downtown. We will have officers out throughout the Circle City, and again, our main priority is to make sure that everyone is safe, not just downtown, but throughout mm-hmm. the entire city. Hmm. 
And you don't know about how many people we're expecting. Don't have an exact number. A thousand. Oh, maybe way more than that. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I, you know, that's that. You know what? That's something that we haven't heard. Yeah. You know, we've heard a lot of visitors. We've heard that hotels and restaurants and and things of that nature, uh, AJ, are all you know. So I, up so me personally, so I've never. So I think the last All Star game we had here was in 1985. 1985. Mm. 1985. Michael we were all Julius. babies. <laughs> you were you born? That's what I was just. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I was born in 1985. So I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got a baby face. So yeah. I. I, I I knew it had to be something like that. So, yeah, 1985 was the last time. We yeah, so if, if I had to estimate, I, I believe probably 125,000 probably mm -hmm. visiting the Circle City. Manageable. Yes. But uh, and, and you know what? We, we want tens of thousands. Yeah, tens of thousands. Yeah, we want everybody to have a nice time. We want everybody to be able to do what they want to do. Uh, and there's so many. I mean, we're, we're trying to work our way through all of the list of the free things uh, and the, the opportunities. Uh, for folks, but you know, folks are going to have to exercise some patience. That's why I was, you know, as but the, the 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 much of it is going to be concentrated downtown, even though it is out. You know, there. You know, mm -hmm. we've got the donut counties. We've got uh, suburban. You know, we've got all of that. But uh, but the bulk of it is going to be concentrated in downtown. Downtown, Indiana. sure. And yeah. in, in downtown India is beautiful. Folks want to visit. Mm -hmm. um, but again, our, our priority as an agency is to make sure that everyone is safe throughout the Circle City. Yeah. None of those districts, you know, because the city still has to go on, even though that the, it's All-Star Weekend, none of those districts will be short. The mm -hmm. officers will be as responsive on our other five service districts that we have um, to make sure that we're still serving the citizens of Indianapolis who are mm -hmm. not attending the All-Star Weekend. Uh, and finally, you talked about it a little bit when you first sat down. Uh, we hear it from, I don't think that I have interviewed anyone from IMPD in the last three years that has not mentioned uh, recruitment. Yeah. Uh, recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. Where are we with that? And is the, is it possible to, to, to turn the corner and get more folks from this community onto, uh, onto the force? Everything is about recruitment right now. Um, yeah, you see yeah. throughout the country, not just our agency, but agencies throughout the country um, are, are, I guess, suffering from um, recruitment. And so, again, Commander Williams, over her team, she's over recruiting right now. She is trying to do everything she can as far as recruitment. We have our PAR program where uh, if you're thinking about being on the police department, you can go out and work out with the officers that kind of get you ready for the, the police academy. Um, we have our recruiters. They are always out. I know that they'll be out this weekend mm -hmm. trying to recruit mm -hmm. and get um, get our numbers to where they need to be. Yeah. Um, again, you heard me talk about it earlier. I know that recruitment is a priority for Chief Bailey as well, too, as he sits in the seat, because that's important. We want to make mm -hmm. sure that we're uh, not understaffed. We want to make sure that we have the staffing numbers that we need in order to protect the citizens of Indianapolis. When we talk about recruitment, you, you, you need at least another, what, couple hundred? Yeah, so um, I think we're at approximately around uh, 1,500, and I think I have the numbers here with me, but we are... I, I knew you'd open up that folder sooner or <laughs> later. <laughs> so we have yeah. a, a chief communications officer, Alexa Boylan. She helps us out oh, in the yeah. office. She Alexa, gets our talking points. Yeah, yeah, she's a good, good girl. So um, we are slated uh, with ARPA funds, I think, for 1843, mm -hmm. and so right now we're around 1510, so... Uh, it's a priority, mm -hmm. and we need officers. We need good officers. You know, it's not – we can't take lightly when we hire a police officer. It's a it's a process mm -hmm. because we want the best and we want the brightest. And so I know that we're trying to do everything that we can mm -hmm. to boost our numbers, but we want to do that the right way for our citizens. 
Yep, indeed. Yep. And we're budgeted for seventeen forty-three, but with the ARPA funds, it's 1843 to be exact. Okay. All right. Officer William Young, thank you so much uh, for being with us. And thank you especially for coming down and sitting here. It's not everybody that comes down and sits in studio. Yeah, I, so I listen every, you know, when we have our officers. I'm in the office right on Market Street uh-huh, listening uh-huh. to whenever we have, yeah. whether that's uh, Deputy Chief Adams uh-huh, or uh-huh. Chief Barker when he would get on with you or yeah, yeah. whoever that may be. But I, when we were talking about it in the office, I said, well, I'm just going to, I want to go down in the studio. So <laughs> just, well, I was good friends down. with, uh, I was good friends with Jerry Wade. Okay. I've got a yeah. picture of him oh, on my phone. And, have, yeah. that, and so I know that you guys are dealing with change as well, too. He was a good guy. Yeah. And I want to know that I'm praying for you guys well thank you and i appreciate what you do i used to watch you when i was a kid oh my goodness when you were on channel eight i think it was channel eight it was channel eight as far as i can remember i don't know it's been that (laughs) it's been so long but uh officer young thank you and uh you know all of the best for this this coming week and coming weekend and if there's anything that we can do and and help with getting word out to the community by all means let us know uh, and come back anytime. Thank you. Anytime. We you know, doors always open. You know where we are now. I know where you're at. Fifth floor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be back with more community connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. As promised, our Radio 1 Indy Promotions Director, David Gray, is with us. It must be Tuesday, David. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay, okay. So tell us, you got a couple of things to tell us about. So let's, let's start with, which one do you want to start with? Um, well, let's start with the food distribution. Okay. Um, okay. The food distribution with the Herbaline today went went well as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I got over there, it was just a little bit of water left. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the the need is still there. So, you know, we keep serving the community and, and we're there second Tuesday of the month every month doing the same thing we've done since, what, 2020. So. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, I need yeah. to be close you to the mic, talk. right? Dion, you've been doing this uh, long no, enough. No, I haven't. No, you have to talk on oh, the mic. Oh, y'all people get in front of the mic and stuff, so <laughs> I'm behind the mic. Dion, you brought a special guest. I don't think you've ever been in my studio, have you, Am? Not since I've been in this studio. No, not in this one. Okay. Am has a flashback to this building. What? Uh, you know what? On the show, on the on community, since I've no, been doing the show, I don't I'm think not. we've ever talked. Well, welcome. Glad well, to have you. Thank you for having us. me. You and, and this welcome, can't be Dion. the first and the last. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely oh, yeah. not. Those I got a lot to talk open. about. You okay, got well. a lot to talk about. <laughs> right, hey, before ahead. Am talks about everything you got to talk about, <laughs> yes. I just want to let y'all know, y'all need to go get these gospel tickets. Um, when we walked in, I think we we're down to like 170 tickets total. Wow. I know. Yeah. Look at his smile. I know. I think we're yeah. down to like 170 God tickets is total. Good, God is real mm. good. And uh, we're going to wow. do a special presentation at 9 o'clock to Oscar Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. going to come out. Um, he's got a very unique story that I, I believe he's going to tell a little bit about to, um, tomorrow because he donated a kidney to his daughter, which most people don't know. Yeah, about. he's a, he, you know, I forget, yep. yeah, he's such a humanitarian for everybody else, including his own family. He's oh, yeah. an organ donor. That's an why, donor. and uh, Indiana Donor is one of our um, sponsors, sponsors, and they're going um, to right. give people a chance to upgrade to, to the front row if you've been an organ donor or you sign up to donate to donate your organ um you can upgrade to the front row there and then also the urban league where mm-hmm. 
Um, David just left. The Urban League is also upgrading people to the front row, too. Yeah. So tomorrow as we kick off the concert, so y'all want to get there on time, not on CP time. Concert's Thursday. Thursday. Concert is Thursday. 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 I'm tired. I'm tired. Slow down. Already. (laughs) He's feeding it up. Already. So so as we kick off the concert Thursday, so y'all don't get there on CP time, as we kick off the concert Thursday, we're going to do multiple upgrades, one from the Indiana Donor Network, one from the um, Indiana, uh, from um, the Urban League to upgrade people into the front row. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, tremendous. Go get your tickets. That's all I got to say. And the day, Tina, you were at the um, at Clues, we sold, I think that's our largest day so far that we sold tickets to the day you're on location. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Tina wow. moves the needle. Tina uh, moves uh, the uh, needle. Well, <laughs> David was there too. So T- yeah, I, David I, was I, there. I, I share the stage with So, with so David. I, Amp is, Amp is doing some really exciting things that he's um, teamed up with the Pacers to do. And we want to oh, get the word out for community organizations mm-hmm. um, for the opportunity. So I'll be quiet and let Amp talk. No, you Amp. did a good job. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a pleasure to be able to one uh our city hosting All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. which is a major thing. But it's something else different when you can get people in power to understand that we have a mission to to touch those that may not get a chance to be a part of those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime I'm doing something in the community, I always call Dion and be like, hey, man, this is what I got. This mm-hmm. is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm intentional about using my relationships, Tina, and, and whatever my privilege is to pass it along to those that don't have a voice. Um, so I'm thankful to the Pacer Sports and Entertainment for allowing us to be able to give tickets out to a lot of the all-star events. So uh, we're going to figure it out. Right now, I just wanted to do something where – I touch community centers, uh, church church, uh, groups, uh, and and families, you know. And so I have tickets to the Celebrity Game, tickets to the Rising Star. I got tickets to the practice. I got tickets to the HBCU game and All-Star Saturday night. And so the only thing I don't have tickets to right now, David, is the actual All-Star game, but that's a work in progress. (laughs) I'm going to put pressure on somebody over there at the Pace of Sports and Entertainment. Uh, But it's, it's really an honor. And so I just wanted to be able to come on the radio station to let people know to tune in to all of Radio One stations, and we're going to give them information. And then wonderful, they can follow me on any any of my social media platforms at Amp Harris. And uh, we're just going to pick some groups. Uh, it's not we we're not going to ask for social security numbers, or any of that. Dion and I are going to sit down and we're going to say, on this day, we're going to pick certain amount of groups, and we're just going to bless people to be able to participate. In all star festivities. That's Beautiful. amazing. So this is this is gonna be free tickets to the celebrity game, yes. the rising stars, uh the practice and the kickoff? Yes, the HBCU game. Oh, oh yes. HBCU. Yeah, which the, is Virginia Union and Winston Salem. HBCU game. And I've I, um Tracy was telling me I saw Tracy at church, you know, and you see people at church. I saw Tracy at church. She said, this is the best-selling HBCU game they've had so far. Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. By far. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is going to be. When, when is that? Saturday? Saturday evening? The HBCU game, I think, is Friday. Friday. No, no, no. It's Saturday after practice. 
Oh, the practice. Hey, y'all gotta get in here and get it right. Hey, man, I don't this listen. People showing up on Friday and Sunday for a game ain't nothing happening. I didn't ask them none of those questions. Okay, it's gonna be Saturday. It's gonna be Saturday. Here's the HBCU game. It's gonna be Saturday, February seventeenth at Cambridge. Practice is ten thirty to like eleven that Saturday. Dion's an ambassador. Tell him. And then, well, so to support, we bought a suite. Oh, that's how you spent your money. That's why you know we bought a suite. So our staff, because our staff has been working hard. Right. So, um, and up. I sent an email to all our department heads earlier today and said, please recommend somebody for this suite. So we bought a suite so we could take care of some of the staff members and recognize them. 10.30, to, 10.30 I think, 11 o'clock around there is practice. And then the HBCU game kicks off, I think, 2 o'clock, those doors yes. open, and 3 o'clock is the actual game, something like that, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And <laughs> celebrity game. Okay, so here's the rundown for everybody. Winston Salem State so, and Virginia. R- Winston Salem State Virginia Union. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom graduated from Virginia Union, so um, to Virginia Union. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, so Friday, so Thursday, and I don't know the tip-off event. I know it's open, but is it? It's invitation only. I don't know if there's tickets for that. It's sold out. It's uh, sold out. Okay. Yeah, so, they only made uh, okay. five thousand tickets available, but they were free. But they, they were free. But they were okay, so that that is the first kickoff event, which they will honor Oscar Robinson at that event. Um, as far as um, unveiling unveiling the statue, I believe that's going to be for him. Um, mm-hmm. Then mm. um, on Friday, uh, there will be the celebrity game at six thirty. And the celebrity game is at um, Lucas, Lucas Oil. Oil. Lucas yeah. Oil. Then at 8.30, there is the Rising Star game, which at is Gamebridge. a game bridge. So you're splitting up back and forth. Then Saturday morning is the practice. And then Saturday afternoon is the um, HBCU, HBCU Classic. Mm-hmm. And that's at Gamebridge. And that's mm-hmm. at Gamebridge. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday. Um, well, and then Saturday night skills. Yes. So, so I'm sorry, Skip. Saturday night, Saturday night. Saturday night is the skills, which is at Lucas again. Mm-hmm. And then all those days, there's crossovers in different locations. Yes. Because mm-hmm. there's a crossover with Toby um, Toby Keith, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Then there's a crossover with Zed. And then there's a crossover with Lil Wayne, right? T-Pain. Mm-hmm. T-Pain. Well, Zed and T-Pain. T-Pain, T-Pain and Zed together. But isn't Lil Wayne yeah, one of the crossovers? Yeah, Lil crossover? Wayne and Sunday. Yes. Then Lil Wayne and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there's crossover events. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Now, then, Dion, I don't mean to interrupt you. One thing that's really important has been confusing. The, the, the crossover event that's happening at the convention center, that ticket does not allow oh, you yeah. to Oh, yeah. People get getting confused on that. Yes. It's $20 oh. to get into all the activities, which is kind of like Expo. That's the yes. way I've been describing yes. it to people. Mm-hmm. Then to get into the actual concert is $50 and $100, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for the actual concert, so thank you for mentioning that. And you got free tickets to those. The <laughs> that one, <laughs> the promoter uh, said, yeah, uh, the we need tickets sold. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Wait, wait, ain't that a family member, though? <laughs> yeah. You show up, you say, I got free tickets. Their first question is, where they at? <laughs> uh, yeah. You got some more? <laughs> that's the next one. Because I, I want to bring so-and-so and so-and-so. So-and-so, so-and-so that's a family yeah, member. So, Am, are we directing to start with? Do you want to direct people to your webs? To, mm-hmm. to where yeah. do you want to direct people? Like right now, if they want to send you something. Right now, go to my social media platforms, uh, and it's Am Paris across the board, uh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and then that gives you the. So you want them DMing you? 
No, they can just because right, I mean they can go online and actually just write in because what I wanted is for people to either suggest um, who they think is a deserving community center. That's oh, why yeah, I said it's not yeah. going to be really hard. Or so you're going to you, let, and then you'll let the community center distribute who they they correct. feel is yes. Uh, yeah. And so that's, what that's, we'll that's do nice. is what I want to do is we'll we'll just pick Dion and I. We'll go through and we'll look and um, and basically it, it's pick a community center and tell us why. So it could be a family, you know, it I could like be that. a mother, father that have been working hard. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like how I like to do things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know and they I mean? know best. Yes. They know best. Yes. And so I, I remove myself out of it personally. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Um, anybody that's out there, if you think somebody that is deserving, you know, it could be somebody that a single parent that's mm-hmm. been raising their kids mm-hmm. by themselves mm-hmm. and need an outing to be able to go do this. So uh, just go to A-M-P-H-A-R-R-I-S on any social media platform. And just write in that that community center, that church organization, or that friend or family that mm-hmm. you think is deserving, and um, you know we're going to pick them and, and and send them to the game. Yeah, absolutely. The one last thing I like to say before Am and I walk out of here is, you really need to go to whether you're going to the Pacers, going to the NBA, and look at everything going on. The city of Indianapolis does events better than any city in the country. And the people right. talking to me talking about, like, so what y'all going to do in Indianapolis? I said, we put the largest event on in the world every year. We hosted all 64 teams for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament. What are y'all talking about? If we, right. I mean, we do events. If there's right. one thing Indianapolis can do is an event. Mm-hmm. You good, because I think Utah scared people last year. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, it's a good thing for Indianapolis, because I know Shaq said, Utah. <laughs> Shaq said, I've never spent so much money on room service in my entire life. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to have to do room service in Indy this week. Uh, Actually, Amp and I were saying this coming in. I wish everybody luck this weekend, because some of y'all mm-hmm. going to need luck. Because I have never, there weren't this many activities no. for Super Bowl. No. I have never seen this many parties in Indianapolis in a four-day period, starting yeah. Thursday through Sunday. So to everybody out there, I know I'm on AM right now, so um, I know a lot of you holy saints don't want people to know y'all going, but um, <laughs> there, there is so much going on in this city okay. this weekend, and I wish everybody out there um, doing something. I wish y'all... The best mm-hmm. of luck, because um, I just hope that there's enough bodies for all the events going on in Indy. Ooh. Shaq will not spend a dollar <laughs> on room service this weekend. He'll be here. Yeah, yeah, he's I definitely going. And the most important thing for me, Tina, is you know, we have we being intentional. Dion and myself mm-hmm. were being mm-hmm. intentional to mm-hmm. make sure that we are included. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about these kind of events, a lot of times the organizations that are left out. Are black mm-hmm. and brown organization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm very clear and very upfront about making sure that our community knows that there are some people that are on the inside that's mm-hmm. fighting for them that's 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 great that's and that's good. what this is for you that's know good. is to to me to say i want our people there and yeah. shout out to the pacer sports and entertainment uh rick fusion mail mm-hmm. reigns mm-hmm. todd mm-hmm. taylor their whole staff over there because they listened mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked for input. Remember, yes. uh, several yeah. Yeah, more than a year. I mean, they 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 pulled community leaders together and asked. Yes, uh, for they they did. De- De- I know, but I'm just laughing on the backside. Way people been coming at me about that meeting, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay, well, because a year later, a year later, and a lot of organizations wish they would have listened to me that night. That's all I'm gonna oh, say. Okay, okay. That's okay, all I'm gonna say. Don't get him started, team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get him started. 
But you know, one thing that I, I want to make. <laughs> yeah, hey, we can't get Dion going. <laughs> we cannot do that. We cannot do that. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. It is. Preach, it is. Dion. <laughs> they, you know what? They ask. Well, you know I mean, what? If you don't, I mean, if you don't and take it. And all those it, people, yeah. thank they you. They ask. Thank if you're not going to take it, what's the point of us you. being here? Thank you. And all those people who had mm-hmm. their comments that night and now they're complaining. You'll get another opportunity 35 years from now. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. 1985 was the last time we had an all-star game in India. Is, is that, the, is that the, the the distribution? I mean, do you have to wait 35 years? I no, mean, because I, mean, I know no. that there's some cities that, that get oh, no, it on New the York regular. gets it probably like every yeah. five years. But, yeah. but in yeah. the fairness to New York and the NBA, because I, I got my New York all-star. <laughs> I'm wearing a different all-star uh, thing every day this week yeah. from a different city. Oh, I'm in New York today, right? Okay. So, so same way we get NCAA's oh, no, quite I'm not, often. I, I understand. The NBA is based in New York, so I'm yeah. sure part of that agreement was that New York. That's the Mecca. I mean, yeah. you, you're supposed mm-hmm. to do that, but mm-hmm. for <laughs> cities like ours, yeah, it's gonna be 35, 40 years. No, see, I no, think maybe not. no, because I mean, it's like mm-hmm. NCAA. I think mm-hmm. what ends up happening is because people. You know, I've been hearing it from all over the country. Oh, man, Naptown, da-da-da-da, what, what can we expect? Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. You know, and mm-hmm. the reality is I can't tell you until you get here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you leave, 100%. you tell me, mm-hmm. how was it? Mm-hmm. Because there mm-hmm. is no exp- – and I've been to several All-Star games. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can go to Cities, Tina, and you you drive Some 30 minutes one up. way. Others – yeah. I mean, it's funny because people talk event. about I've covered it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just Oh, people pain. talk yeah. about All-Star being this and that. And I'm not going to call cities out, but like in Dallas. Houston. Houston I mean, mm-hmm. we, I'm not calling cities out, but LA. you had to go. Oh, yeah. Woo! Everything, everything yeah. In between yeah. activities, oh, yeah. functions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. And they and they not organized like India yeah. is for mm-hmm. an event. So, I mean, mm-hmm. but Amp and I were laughing a year ago, though, because I, <laughs> I, Amp. During Utah, I was like, Amp, man, they blowing me up. D, we coming to your city. Um, I'm in the hotel room. I'm in the hotel room right now. I hope I ain't going to be in the hotel room in Indy. <laughs> it was laughing because I was texting her. I'm like, Amp. It's like, I'm getting the same texts right now, bro. This is. But I'm excited. I really am. The weather is going to be better than what I expected. You know, mm-hmm. I know in February what the weather it could be. It could be, be. brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be brutal. Yes. And you knew what Sub-zero. we were going to do. Yeah. You were sitting back the same way I was that night. We like, you ain't got to worry about that, Nindy. Mm-hmm. We got this. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the Super Bowl, when they cleared all the streets and the sidewalks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. now the potholes, if you driving now, you're on your own. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You, you know what, Amp, though? They're on a pothole blitz mm-hmm. right now. I know. The city is on I know. a pothole you know, so blitz. I drove home. Up Shadeland, because everybody that's on from the east side, so let's go east side and west side. It's okay. just known if you live in Indianapolis, there's certain things you know. Mm-hmm. If you go in the winter up Michigan Road on the west side, or if you go in the winter up Shadeland on the east side, Mario you take Kart. your, yeah, yeah. it's your oh, own yeah. risk. Yeah, you do. You, you, you do, do it with your, at your own Road. risk to go yeah. up either mm-hmm. one of those roads. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I went up last night and I was like, wait a second, I ain't dodging potholes. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> been, they've been blitzing. No, they they have to now. Come uh, February the nineteenth, Indianapolis, you're on your own. February the nineteenth, you are right. You are on your Everybody going home. They put them shovels back in the trucks and going on. Back, yeah. to, back to Indianapolis, right? Back to life, back to reality. You know what's funny though? If you live in Indiana, you don't even complain. You're like, oh, I got, I, 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 I got a flat tire. Were well, you on Michigan or Shadeland? I was on Shadeland. Well, then why are you calling me? Hey. 
Hey, and, and 38th ain't, ain't so great either. No, yeah. no. when well, I saw like construction on 38, it's yeah. crazy, though. Yeah, that's true. But it's uh, <laughs> but within the corridor of downtown, you have no worries. Oh, yeah. You're oh, going to no, be fine. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh, oh, it's great. But if you come to Indianapolis right now, I just want to know where they put all the homeless people. Hey, you man. know what? They send them to a hotel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Listen. I mean, y'all laughing. No, y'all no, for no, everybody knows, we, we're now located on the circle. Yeah, right? yeah we are. Mm-hmm. And every single day on the circle, unfortunately, we see and we go to lunch and we mm-hmm. see. Every day. Ain't no homeless people outside the window today. Mm. Oh, no. I'm sure you won't see them again until till next week. 19th, Monday. February 19th. I'm sorry. I shouldn't call out like that. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, because you know what? I disagree with you. I think they're going to be part of the festival. You think they're going to be back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you letting think, you say. You think I, they moved them out too early? They ain't move them out. You can't. They just the sun is shining, bro. <laughs> 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 <That's>, <laughs> the sun is shining. My people gonna be here. They gonna be back. My people gonna be here, and I ain't mad. I'm not mad at them. Don't. Hey, listen. Welcome to a big city. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they want Indy to be a major city. That's true. That's true. Well, it is a welcome a to city. a big city. And those that are coming in are coming mm-hmm. from major cities. So they're yeah, used that's to, true. They used yeah, to that. That's true. So, if you well, down in L.A., they just, oh, they just hey, talk they about just L.A. They just do it. L.A. So. L.A. is a whole different boat. All yeah, right, y'all. Indeed. We out. It's All been righty. good. Thank, thank, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. FM, I think. And yeah. we done been here for. Yeah. yeah. We got to. Sorry, y'all. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amp. Thank you very much. David, thank you, thank you. So, uh, and and you know what? Uh, I know we talked about the food and meal distribution, but we can just underscore a lot more of the stuff that we're doing, too, if you want to come back in, you know, tomorrow. But I kept oh, yeah. it, I've kept everything pretty open and pretty loose all this no, week. It's good. So. Listen, I'm glad that, that Amp and Dion were here. So now mm-hmm. all these people that are blowing me up asking me for tickets. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> go to Amp. Amp is the ticket man. <laughs> exactly. And still working on tickets for the game. So, right. And I, I, don't, I don't have any doubt whatsoever that he's going get some well yeah. and you know i don't know if mm-hmm. if if people realize how big a deal that is that's there there's i can tell you there's no t- there has been no tickets for right. all-star saturday night unless you're paying fifteen hundred two thousand dollars a ticket yeah. oh my god um, that's a pretty penny the celebrity game mm-hmm. that's going on, the mm-hmm. Rising Stars game, you're talking about Chad mm-hmm. and Wimbaya mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey mm-hmm. from the Pistons, wow. uh, Duran from the Pistons. So you're talking about, you know, the, the next generation of superstars. And I can tell you, they those they have not had any of those tickets. Trust mm-hmm. me, I've looked. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been getting phone calls. I, everybody I think it's going to be one of those up. times where the guys are going to be trying to show mm-hmm. out because the last time we talked about 85, that was Jordan versus Julius in the dunk contest. So those guys are going to be looking to make some history here. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And Indeed. it's, you know, um, All-Star Saturday night, which is the, the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk Duncan. contest. Duncan. This is going to be the first time they use an LED court. So Ooh. the court actually lights up and oh, does all types of crazy nice. stuff. So yeah, it's it's gonna be something to see. It's Indeed. really gonna and and to you know for amp and to get the opportunity to give these to the community because I can tell you there's I'm sitting at home Saturday because I know my pocket <laughs> is not made to do stuff like that. But to be able to you give people you know that's a once in a lifetime it type is. thing. So. It is. Hey, to be continued uh, this time tomorrow, same place, same time. We'll see you.